When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. It's more fun than drinking your own urine on a 30-mile trek through the desert. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Oh, man, Better Call Saul is such a good show. I hope you guys are keeping up with it uh, as I am. Uh, it is phenomenal. Uh, last This week's episode was uh, episode 8 of season 5. There are only two more episodes left. They got a full 10 going here. And I believe there's one more season after that. And then that's it. No more Better Call Saul. But uh, but before we get to all that, let me just remind you that this is the One More Thing podcast on the ANG show. ANG, not here. On Fridays, I kick them out of the booth, take over the podcast, and uh, they let me talk about, well, whatever I so desire. And uh, as is often the case during Better Call Saul season, that happens to be Better Call Saul. And, uh, but let me, let me also just take a moment and say, hey. How you guys doing? You holding up all right? So the physical distancing doing okay? You you taking the advice of my uncle Frank? You you breaking a sweat every day? I I've I found that that's helped me a little bit, even though I'm mainly doing uh you know twenty five minute DVD workouts in my apartment, not necessarily going for a, a jog on the river or anything like that. Um, but uh but yeah, I hope you are doing well. Me, I I feel somewhat blessed as my DNA was built for shelter in place. I'm just playing uh, tons of video games, watching uh, a lot of uh, binge worthy shows. There's tons of good stuff on right now. And uh, yeah, overall, just, you know, uh, steady as she goes. Uh, you know, uh, looking looking forward to being on the other side of this. That is for sure. Because even with my avid endorsement tendencies, I'm starting to feel a little bit of that cabin fever, tired of staring at the same walls uh, sort of thing. But enough of that. Let us talk about this most recent episode of Better Call Saul Bagman. We'll probably even touch a little bit on episode 7, JMM, uh, whether that stands for Justice Matters Most, uh, Just Make Money, or Jimmy something McGill. I forget what his middle name was. Uh, but those are the initials on Saul's briefcase. But uh, th- this most recent episode of Bagman was far and away the most Breaking Bad-esque episode of the entire season. Or, or series, rather. Not even just the season. This felt very much like a uh, a moment of of uh, passing the checkpoint of, of going back. I, I, there, there were hopes and, you know, the hopes of Jimmy staying good and not becoming Saul Goodman were obviously foolish because of, because of breaking bad. And this took place before that we know who survives. We know who makes it out and we know what they eventually become, but there was still that weird pull of how quickly the, the turn would come for, for Saul Goodman, AKA Jimmy McGill. And it feels like in this episode, a the money got to a point where Jimmy kind of reassessed his own values, um, and he committed to doing an errand, being the bagman, picking up the bail money for Lalo Salamanca, um, despite the directions for picking up said money being drive hours out of town, find an unmarked dirt road, turn left. Drive for 30 miles on that unmarked dirt road in the New Mexico desert and then stop by a well and then then my guys will, will drop you the, what was it, seven mil in a couple duffel bags. Um, uh, Jimmy McGill uh, used to kind of 
uh, always being able to talk his way out of things. Um, but uh, he's dealing with uh, he's swimming with much bigger sharks than he's ever swam with before. Now that he is uh, flirting with becoming a friend of the cartel, as uh, Lalo Salamanca would put it. Um, luckily for him, uh, despite the the pickup turning bad almost immediately, uh, there was somebody uh, who had his back. He was not aware of Mike Ermintrout making the trek. The the uh, in the unimaginably competent Mike Ermintrout. Has he ever been in a situation that didn't involve uh, loved ones or a family member that he wasn't able to handle just expertly uh, when it comes to matters of of private investigating or uh, you know fighting? There was there was that episode this earlier this year where he he went Mr. Miyagi on a group of young toughs and like broke one dude's arm or something. And he, you know he he is performing way above his weight. Really, just MVP. Uh, style performance from Mike Ehrmantraut. Uh the actor Jonathan Banks who plays him is is doing a phenomenal job. Um but it, but he was there in his uh in his desert camo best um with a uh with a, a bit of a not quite a sniper rifle but a long range weapon. He took out all but one of the Mexican cartel members who came by. Actually, we don't even know if it's Mexican cartel that came to bid to get uh the money and intercept the payments. Because it is, uh, it was Lalo Salamanca, aka the Mexican cartel, that needed that money to bail him out of jail. So I'm not exactly sure who it was that was trying to steal the money away from Saul, and I'm not exactly sure what Ermin Trout was doing there, other than you know providing Saul Goodman with uh, you know protective plot armor. Um, the fact that Saul must make it out alive, so they had to have some way for him to get out of this pickle. But uh. Mike Ermintrout is working for Gustavo Fring, a.k.a. the Chicken Man. But the Chicken Man is not friends with Lalo Salamanca. In fact, they are at quite a bit of a duel. But there seems to be a lot of four, five, nay, even six-dimensional chess being going uh, going on here. As uh, the Gus Fring and Lalo are constantly trying to be one step ahead of the other. Um, who knows uh, why... Mike Ermintrout was sent out there to protect Jimmy in the first place. Is I, I, I guess they kind of explained it a little bit in episode seven, where if something bad does happen to Lalo, Gus Fring is going to be the number one suspect, and that will just create a uh, a war that uh, I'm sure, as as the Chicken Man uh, Gus Fring would put it, uh, that's just bad for business. You know, and he's he's about keeping the business open, keeping the money flowing, um, and uh, you know he doesn't want to put that on hold for for anything. He'll find a he'll play the long con and try to figure out a way to to win this battle over the over time, not necessarily uh, in a single weekend. Uh, but having been saved by the the amazingly sure shot of Mike Ermintrout. Um, the various cars that were used in this have all been shot to the point of inoperation. And so they got to, they got to find their way back through the desert, ducking the, the one escapee who is uh, circling around looking for this $7 million in cash that is, uh, being drug around literally by, uh, by Saul Goodman. And they, they got to figure out how to get back uh, with this episode. It is very much a bottle episode. I had uh, uh, one buddy text me saying it reminded them a lot of the fly episode um, from breaking bad. And I think that makes a lot of sense that I think that's a very solid comparison. I love the fly episode. I love this episode. Uh, these little things that have very little um, story beyond just kind of the, the main plot of this episode. There was one kind of scary bit of foreshadowing where um, uh, Kim Wexler, uh, Saul's now wife, uh, 
she hadn't heard back from from her husband. Um, uh, didn't know what was going on. She knew he was going out for a pickup, um, but was not uh, too pleased about it. Tried to talk him out of it. Jimmy talked uh, his way into doing what he wants to do, which is what Jimmy always does. Um, but Kim Wexler showing maybe a, a a bit of lack of judgment by introducing herself by name to Lalo Salamanca, revealing that Jimmy has shared uh, information that he has with her. Um, and uh, she continues to be kind of uh, one of the bigger variables of this season, right? There's She is the stakes uh, because we know that Trout and, and Saul Goodman and Gus Fring, and we, we know certain characters make it through, you know, unscathed, quote-unquote, relatively. But what we don't know is what happens to Kim. How does this kind of newfound marriage, I doubt it lasts the test of time. She didn't make a, an appearance in Breaking Bad. I don't know if they're going to retcon some old scenes with her in the in the digital remaster of Breaking Bad DVD releases. Uh, I find that very unlikely, by the way, just going out on the record on that. But uh, but yeah, she, she is the stakes, and it doesn't look good, the fact that she introduced herself and, and in some ways kind of exposed the pressure point on which to press Jimmy McGill. Um, uh, Mexican cartels, drug dealers, lawbreakers, uh, ne'er-do-wells, the, the evil people in a lot of stories, you know, that's, that's often what they do. They don't, they don't put pressure on you. They put pressure on your family, knowing that that's how you can get people with a conscience to do things that they normally wouldn't otherwise do. I can't wait for the next two two episodes. Uh, next episode is called Bad Choice Road. Uh, obviously, it's just going to be picking up where where uh, Saul and Ermin Trout left off, kind of trekking their way home through the desert, you know, rationing the water the best they can, uh, you know, to the point where Saul was really not prepared for this. You know, he's walking through the desert in a suit and dress shoes, doesn't have the proper attire, uh, didn't bring enough water. Uh, he's forced to, uh, you know, a- empty his bladder into a water bottle and carry that with him for hydration, for survival's sake. Um, uh, and, uh, and yeah, the, the show is... Far and away, it's the best thing going right now. Um, I, it's 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 hard for me to even comprehend that this might be quote unquote a better show than Breaking Bad. It almost certainly isn't, but I do think what we're witnessing is the leveling up of Vince Gilligan as a storyteller. Now, I'm sure there's plenty more people on his staff, and if you've listened to the the Better Call Saul podcast, you know that he is uh, he is the first one to deflect any praise that goes his way and and shine the spotlight on his his crew that enables him to do the things that he does. But it is it is it goes without saying that he is kind of the the head of this dragon, and seeing him masterfully direct this last episode and just the the overall uh, great feeling that I have watching a story, knowing that I'm in the hands of a master storyteller, is is everything that I love about television. And uh, Better Call Saul has it all, and I, I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. That's about all I got for this weekend. Uh, keep keep uh, doing what you're doing, protecting you and your loved ones. Remember rule number one, protect yourself at all times. Uh, stay safe, stay distant physically from people, but don't hesitate to reach out, call people, uh, you know, do FaceTime calls, do Zoom calls, get some, get some semblance of eye contact with people that you haven't seen for a while and just reach out and say, hey, I, I hope you guys are doing all right. And uh, that's all I got for, for this Friday. Have a great weekend. And until next time, have a great time. Well, I guess that's it. 
When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart.